Welcome to the Nativist Podcast, where we tap into our instinct and natural power to live intuitively. The ultimate goal is to leave the world healthier and more beautiful than we found it. It all starts on the individual level by cultivating our mind-body connection. Whether you're on a healing journey or just want to look and feel your best, I hope by the end you feel a little happier, a little more inspired, and a little more invested in yourself and the world. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist Podcast. And today I get to interview two really interesting guys. And I'm really, really excited to dive into the conversation. Jeremy and Kyle, what is up? How are you guys? Doing well. Thanks for having us. Thank you for coming on. I first connected with you guys through Instagram, right? You reached out, asked about doing a podcast. You guys do your own podcast, and I'm really, really stoked to get on that. And then we talked about you guys coming on mine, and you guys both have really rad things going on, respectively, and I'm really excited to talk about those. So I will let you guys give a background on yourselves. Go ahead, Kyle. Okay. (laughs) I'll go first. I'll be brave. (laughs) Yeah, my, my name's Kyle. I guess for about the past two years, I've been helping people with social anxiety. Uh, kind of my background is I, you know, grew up with social anxiety, struggled with it for over 10 years until I was finally able to overcome and live my life kind of the way I wanted it to live it instead yeah. of my social anxiety me. So now I, you know, help people on Instagram and some other various ways and how to you know, take control back of their life and be free of social anxiety. Very cool. I love that initiative. And I really want to ask you some more questions about that. I always have loads of questions, so I hope you're ready. <laughs> okay, and then Jeremy, you have a really cool <laughs> thing going on too. Jeremy Talks to Strangers is your Instagram handle. <laughs> so that's kind of your gig. So tell us about that. I love that. So um, I have a very similar story to Kyle. I also had really, really challenging social anxiety in the past. And I went through it, did all sorts of retreats and trainings and programs. And now I also help other people with social anxiety. I do um, social coaching. I take people out and I hold a space for them to connect with people. And I do like a vlog. I travel around, like tra- I travel around the world and make videos with different locals and showing that we're all the same underneath. And yeah, it's, it's been a, quite a quite a ride. I believe it. Wow. So tell everybody where you are right now, which is very cool. <laughs> I'm currently in Taiwan. So cool. So you're teaching English, right? And YouTube. Yeah, I'm teaching English and I'm YouTubing and podcasting with Kyle all while these. being in Taiwan. Oh wow. So it was recently that you moved there. Was it last month you first moved there? Last month that went. That you moved to Taiwan? Yeah. Yeah. About a month ago. A little over a month now, yeah. So has it been like you thought it would be? Is it different? Both? The same and different? (laughs) Well, both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was was here a little over a year ago. Uh, What happened is I was... The reason I started Jeremy Talks to Strangers is I was interviewing, or I had a, I got a gig interviewing celebrities, like for like a red carpet event. Oh, cool! In Hollywood, 
and my mentor as a challenge told me to make a video with a stranger a day and post it to an Instagram which no one was following because there wasn't that pressure yeah and then I started to do it and had so much anxiety over it and I just remember it was so much easier than I my brain said it was going to be yeah 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 and eventually I just really enjoyed it it just that accountability I had to do it every day and then I I did the gig interviewing celebrities and I just realized how much more I enjoy just talking to normal people. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. So then, yeah, so then um, I got featured on the news, ABC7, and for my Instagram. Really? And I saw, yeah, and I saw it, I saw it as a sign to take it to the next level. So I decided to be impulsive <laughs> yeah. and just do a solo uh, started out as a three-month journey to Asia, and then it extended to five months because once you're there, it becomes like a fun drug. It's amazing. Oh, I can imagine. I bet you love traveling. So you had mentioned that you had done all the things, not all the things, but you'd gone to retreats, you'd done other forms of um, or other methods to overcome your social anxiety or work with it. What has been most powerful of all the approaches that you've taken posting those videos or what are your takeaways from all that you have experienced with your self or your social anxiety journey? First off is uh, vulnerability is courageous. Being vulnerable has been the hardest thing for me, but it's also opened up the most doors. Yeah. As it often does in life, right? If you dare to be vulnerable. Yeah. I've I've gotten to a lot of, uh, Brene Brown. Oh, yeah. Vulnerability. Oh, oh she's so good. Oh, she's <laughs> so good. And speaking of her, I um have listened, I swear, everything that she has um talked about on podcasts with people. She's on the Tim Ferriss podcast. His latest episode is with her. So I was just listening to her before I started talking to you guys. And she has her own podcast. Oh, wow. I didn't know yes, that. she yeah, just started I it. So I think it's. <laughs> what? I said, I actually just listened to that. Oh, uh, you did? Podcast the Tim too, Ferris? Tim ah, so good. Yeah. <laughs> love them both. Love the, So much love for both of them. Yeah, and so I'm so jazzed We're that great. she has her own so you can get wisdom straight from her. And yeah, she's just as incredible as they come. So I have some questions for you, Kyle. And you're not off the hook yet, Jeremy, because I still have more oh, questions yeah. for you too. <laughs> so let's bring it back. So I love how you provide tips, Kyle, for overcoming social anxiety and tips to deal with it and to live with it. And I love how you frame things too. And I think that's so valuable. So here's one of your posts. You had said, how should you respond to your inner critic? And you said, with compassion, pretend the critic is a friend who has lost her way and try to respond as you would to someone you care about. Okay, so many things I love about this. First of all, I love how you framed it. Second of all, I love how you lost her way. So feminism, yeah, I love that. And then try to respond as you would someone you care about. Yes, will you speak a little bit more on that? What inspired you to post that? Yeah, so kind of one tip that I talk a lot about, I know Jeremy's talked about it as well, is it's like giving your anxiety a name and just talking to it like it's a person and not in a way that you might want to like screw you <laughs> yeah oh yeah your anxiety, like, get out of here man but like <laughs> just, just be nice to yourself like be nice to jeff yeah just speak with passion and like just 
the anxiety is really just there. It's just trying to protect you. It's exactly. Not trying to hurt you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah, and so I feel like that's being nice to yourself. <laughs> exactly. I feel like that's so revolutionary and such a revelation when you realize that it's trying to help you. It's trying to protect you. Truly, it's on your team. It's just maybe not going about it in the best <clears> way, and then you just kind of have to figure out how to channel energy and how to reframe things like you suggest. So I love that. And then another tip that you provided is reframe the way you are thinking about this. Instead of thinking of ways to get rid of social anxiety, try thinking of ways to build and get stronger. The stronger we can build our own mental health, the less problems we have with social anxiety. I love how you said that too. And has that been a tip that you found has helped for you, has helped you? Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, I, I don't have perfect mental health. It's all about sure. always just trying to like build upon and get better than, you know, that I am. I still have exactly. struggles, especially with, you know, different thoughts. And I don't start raining down on myself, you know, saying I, I got to stop these, you know, negative thoughts that's going on. How do I, how do I quit this? It's really, I just try to reframe that thought into thinking, <sighs> okay, like, how, how do I get my mental health better? How do I build upon it? That's really all you have to do. If you can just focus on building upon your mental health and just really focus on getting better and improving, your social anxiety will fade away. Those symptoms, that, that anxiousness that you feel, that'll go away as long as you're building upon your mental health. I think if you can just really slowly focus on building instead of learn how to get rid of or tear down anxiety it's so much so much easier totally and I feel like you set yourself up for disappointment and frustration when you put that pressure on yourself to eliminate all negative thoughts and eliminate all negative thoughts right away and negative thoughts I say negative thoughts that's a whole other conversation but I think that it's important, like you had indicated, where you just have to learn to reframe things. They still will pop up, and it's still a journey. It's not a one-time trip. It's still a journey, and you just have to focus on strengthening yourself and work on building yourself up, like you had said, instead of no thinking that you're just going to heal yourself completely immediately and be done with it. It's a journey, right? Right. Yeah, it's impossible to do that. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's, it's not life. And I mean, and I think it's important to also reframe ways or thoughts that you have and view them as like learning opportunities and growth opportunities and way to get stronger and better. And certain thoughts just show you areas where you can heal and grow some more, but also they enrich like the highs and the blissful moments. And I think it's important to be grateful for all of it, you know? the highs and the lows and be grateful for how it contributes to like the fabric of your life overall, instead of just focusing on the negative. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes hard to do that. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh man. Oh, it is. It's so easy to be like, yeah, it's so great. Those negative thoughts are awesome. And then you're in it and you're like, this sucks. This does not feel good. They said it was supposed to be good and it doesn't feel good. So yeah. And those, those moments where minor critics like, you're useless. Oh yeah. You're, no one likes you. Oh yeah. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. You're, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Thank you so much for trying to keep me safe. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. I'm here all day. So anytime you want to tell me more of that, keep yeah. it coming. Yeah. No way. That it does. It bites the big one when you're on the end of that, for sure. 
<laughs> okay, so Jeremy, more questions for you. So I love that whole approach of going and talking to strangers. I love how you hold space for others too when you're coaching them and helping them through that. But as far as your own experience, I want to hear some of your stories and what you have encountered when you've done this. So what's been your most daunting experience as far as like approaching strangers and talking to them and any certain situations that come to mind? Oh, wow. That's (laughs) (laughs) the underlying thing I teach my clients is it's going to the gym for your brain. So, and it's, I hear you talk about framing and a lot of times our brains frame things so wrong. So for example, I'll see a client go up to a stranger and they, they have really intense social anxiety and yes, that stranger will give them a dirty look, but that was success. Yeah. I, I've had it where I'll have a client go up to a stranger and the stranger won't be nice. And I will say, hey, that was an amazing failure. That was great. That was a good, yeah. I, I, I was all about reps. I always, I always uh, talk about reps. So just get reps in. You can't control how other people will take you in. All you can control is what you can control. I was just going to say that. Yes, exactly. And I love that long game (laughs) approach too, where you're not focusing on that micro moment. Like, yeah, that was uncomfortable right there. And I love how you frame it like, yes, that was amazing. That was great. And long term, (laughs) you're just strengthening yourself. That rep got you one step closer to being even stronger. I love that. And it just kind of lifts you up out of that like sucky moment maybe for the client if they feel it, it feels that way yeah, it's a framing because I, um, I actually a lot of stuff I learned I accidentally learned just for my own journey of social anxiety and that was the big one like I noticed before I would do a, a strange like a video with a stranger I would do these uh stretches these social reps mm. where I would say I would just say I would say hello to 10 strangers in a row as I'm walking to the place I'm going to yeah. and I just saw it as doing push-ups for my brain yeah for, for socializing yeah. and I noticed that when I got to my destination I was just so much more open to talking to people I was more confident in my own skin and, and I remember, like, I would count them. I'm like, hello. And I say in my head, one, hello, two. I count them like I was doing push-ups or pull-ups. Yeah. And maybe, like, the fifth person in would give me like, the dirtiest look. Like, <laughs> hello, five. I would celebrate <laughs> the crap out of that. <laughs> Counting though, it. <laughs> oh, that's Even great. though it would give me the dirtiest look ever. Yeah. Oh, and I love, I love um, how you had said that it's not – you can't control people because that's exactly what came to mind when you said that. And I think that's so important to remember is it's not about you and it's people's reaction is about them and whatever journey that they're on, whatever's going on in their mind, whatever insecurities, fears, whatever shiz that they're dealing with, that has to do with them. And like you said, all you can control is you and that's what you need to focus on. And you're on your journey. You're on your journey to getting stronger and to overcoming what you want to overcome. So yeah, I love all of that. So how do people typically react? I mean, overall, do you find people react positively? Have you found people react differently culture to culture? What's kind of been your overall um, take on that? In Taiwan, people don't really talk to each other. And for me, it's like this fun challenge. I've noticed that it's even more fun for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so I'm awesome. like a kid in a candy store with this like almost superpower because I understand, you know, the, the inner workings of because I've done so much work. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I bet. I'll be real. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've done so much really vulnerable, intense work where I just, I learn about projections and where projections come from and, and the dynamics of a lot of the times you don't like certain people because they remind you of the things you don't like about yourself. Oh, yeah. You're trying to avoid that part of yourself. Oh, yeah. Because I know we mentioned earlier, like, different parts of ourselves. And um, a lot of us have a bad relationship with our inner critic, as we said, and just yeah. on and on. But it's, it's, I love it. Like, there, there are there are still days where I'm, and my brain will say, all right, no one, everyone here doesn't like you. Everyone, like, when I first got this Taiwan, everyone was staring at me. And my inner voice is like, wow, they, they do not like you. Yeah. No one wants to talk to you. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks so much for being safe. And then I would talk to them. You know, they, they did like me. They just didn't speak much English and they were shy. And yeah, they just yeah. were so excited by my presence. Yes. So I was completely wrong. My brain was completely wrong thinking that, like, they didn't like me, you know. Right. And then it, it was just, I'm still wrong sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And. And I think that's important because no matter how evolved you are, no matter how much work you've done, still you can misperceive and you're subject to misperception. And it's understanding that, okay, still working at this, still a journey. And yeah, just being aware of that. So speaking of being aware, I love a tip that you had provided, Kyle, and you had talked about a way to, if you need to give yourself some self-talk, but find yourself struggling to do so. You've um, pointed out that studies show that talking to ourselves using our own name or pronouns like you or he or she, as opposed to I or me, resulted in reduced anxiety, better performance, and less shame, negativity, and rumination afterwards. So you suggested taking advantage of this and leveraging this by simply texting yourself. And that seems pretty powerful. It's such a simple trick too, right? Have you had yeah, a lot of good yeah, feedback actually, from that too? People trying that because that seems like that would be really simple and effective. Yeah, I actually saw this. Some somebody posted this. I don't want to take full credit, although I can't give credit to whoever it was. I don't remember, yeah, but uh, yeah, I just saw that and I was like, wow, that's a really good idea. Just like, especially since we're in the generation of just being on our phones, but like receiving <laughs> that text message from yourself, even though you know it's you. Actually, the one that's texting it, just seeing those words come across, it almost feels like you're being you're being affirmed by someone else. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a really yeah. kind, of, kind of a hard thing to understand, but it, it really does work. I love how you articulated that because I was trying to figure out how to express that, but I loved how you said it's like you're being confirmed by someone else. Yeah, and you're receiving like that validation confirmation from someone else. It's like a removal from yourself but still yourself and it still feels like it carries a little bit more weight. And I don't know if you guys are into mantras and affirmations. I am huge. Yeah. I knew you were my people. <laughs> and so like the past week I was listening to a podcast, Sahara Rose, and she had a, on a guest and the person had advised her to frame it like her affirmations in the second person. So you, like I love how you are in constant abundance. I love how you are, blah, 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 blah. And I've tried that the last week and I'm digging it. It feels like, it feels so powerful <laughs> and it's different. It, it hits differently and I really, really like it. It just seems like it's a spin on the usual affirmations that I do and it just seems like it's just a little extra kick. And I really like it and that reminded me of it. And Yeah, just like yeah. somebody's 
talking to you and they give you you a compliment they're saying you are amazing so yeah. uh, i think that's kind of the dynamic of it because like somebody else is saying it to you yeah. just that one simple word change yeah do you have a go-to trick that's your favorite if you're feeling kind of down and out or in your head if i'm feeling kind of down and out in my head me i like to just kind of write out what i'm feeling at oh, the yeah. moment yeah so i can kind of just see exactly what it is it's weird because I think you can process the thoughts in your head, but when you start to actually write it out, you kind of see it on paper and it's, it's really revealing what's actually going on and how you're feeling. Yeah. And then you can, it's so much easier to just process from there. So true. And I feel like it forces you to organize them instead of when you're spinning out and things are just floating around in your head and it's chaotic and you're like I said, just spinning the F out. And when you get them down on paper, it forces you to think about them, organize them enough to write it down. And then it just makes them a little bit more concrete, grounds them a little bit, it feels like. And then, like you said, you can process them better and work from there. That is so powerful. So do you journal regularly? Are you a journaler? Or do you just randomly, whenever you need to, just write things down? I wouldn't say regularly i would say when i'm in a moment when i need to i will i mean i do do a gratitude journal on a daily basis but a little bit different for example i mean this past week i've had to do some journaling and just kind of just like writing things out because this past week's just been kind of a crazy one for me personally and so yeah that really helps just doing that simple act so what changes have you seen in your life physically, mentally, emotionally, since you've started keeping a gratitude journal? Um, just a mindset change. I, I struggled really badly with thinking the world was against me. Yeah. And that everything in my life was just terrible. Yeah. I just focused so hard on everything that was going wrong. Even if it was only like one thing, it felt yeah. like that was my whole life was that one wrong thing. And yeah. when you're able to take your thoughts off of that and focus on the the little things, you know, things that you're grateful for. And one tip that Jeremy always says is make those things that you write down that you're grateful for relevant. And as in like something that you're grateful for, it's in the past 24 hours. So it's not, you're not just like writing the same things or it's getting kind of stale. So my my gratitude journal is always like fresh stuff that I'm writing. So it's not just like, I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for my wife. Although I am grateful for all those things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gratitude is the magic balm. I really think it just can transform any experience. One of my favorite practices is when I'm in a crappy situation, and then I think of three things I'm grateful for. And also, I want up that too by thinking of three ways that it could be worse. (laughs) <laughs> that really drives home that gratitude too because you're like oh yeah okay this could be so much worse okay I'm, I'm okay with what's going on right now that makes it a little easier a little easier to digest yeah for sure okay so and I know that I'm like weaving back and forth between you two I just have so many questions for you both and I just <laughs> want to take it all in <laughs> so thanks for being patient so Jeremy one of the times that you approached a stranger, what was an instance of a curveball response that you didn't see coming when somebody just hit you with the zinger and you're like, oh, I did not expect that. Does one come to mind? Uh, well, to, uh, I, I just did a really long bicycle ride here in Taiwan. Mm. I went from, uh, there's a city called Hualien, which is on the east side of the island. And it's, the, it's like 
northeast side of Taiwan, and it went all the way to the southeast side of Taiwan. So mm -hmm. it's like 200 kilometers, like a two-day trek. Wow. So I do random. I wanted to push my boundaries for the dynamics of content creation for self-improvement, to push myself past my comfort zone. Going to random locals in the middle of nowhere is very uncomfortable yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. Totally. But there, I mean, there's situations, for example, I went up to a bunch of locals next to like a rice paddy and they just looked at me all dirty. They gave me a dirty look like, why are you coming up to me? And I was in my head. I, I always do this thing where I say, wow, people here are so friendly. People here are so friendly. People are so nice in Taiwan. People are so nice in L.A. People are so nice, no matter where you are. And yes, there's going to be unfriendly people, but I've noticed when I do that, because I have that mentality of everyone here is so friendly, I subconsciously ignore the people that aren't friendly. Yeah. So if I say hello to someone who's not friendly, I'm just gonna, and they're they're being mean, I'll I'll kind of almost zero in on the people who are actually friendly. Yeah. Um, and what do you think about? I also think that there's something to that energetically, where you exude and emit some frequency and like some energy that they subconsciously pick up on. So like they pick up on like your positive vibes that you're throwing out, and then they can kind of sense that in a way, whether or not they realize that they're sensing that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I see what you're saying. I, yeah, I, I feel that. I think that I'm really big on you holding the space for the best of people and they will meet your expectations. Like if I, I, I never really liked the dynamic of this person is a bad person. Uh, there's, there's some cases against that. But I think that um, really concentrate on their actions. Like your actions lately aren't good as opposed to just labeling someone a terrible person. Right. Because I, I do truly believe that if I'm like, hey, Kyle, just an example, sorry to use you, but <laughs> uh, Kyle, you're, you're not a nice person. If you, in, in, Say Kyle is putting in all his energy to doing some amazing positive actions, and but I have it in my head that he's a terrible person. He's like, all right, Jeremy already has the expectation that I'm a terrible person. I might as well be a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even I, like, I use this in every dynamic of my life like even teaching i'm like i go into a class and i notice all this yesterday for example is such a good example i go into this class teaching english 12 year olds and the people that work there are like oh get ready this is the hard this is the challenging class they're terrible they don't listen they're really loud and i yeah. just ignored them i was like this is gonna be fun this is gonna be great i walk in i'm like here i hear i say literally i hear this is a really great class you guys pay attention the kid in the front row started laughing <laughs> so i but i stuck with it i was like no no i don't believe you i think this is a really great class you guys are just really smart and you, i think you just outsmart your teachers you guys are actually a very well-behaved class you just don't even know it like, I yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> nicely done. It worked, it worked so well. These kids like wanted to do well because I helped. I created that space for them yeah. to to behave. Yeah, and you had shown. Yeah, yeah, and you had like you said held space for them to be the class that you wanted them to be or that would benefit exactly. them. Yeah, definitely. So, what has been your most rewarding experience through whatever you've done through teaching through your initiative that you're doing talking to strangers all of it well it's so many <laughs> top three how do i pick yeah 
Uh, top three, uh, I have a client who was challenged with severe social anxiety and he uh, would freeze up at parties or wherever he was. He didn't believe in himself. He never really went on any dates and he was not happy. And I, I took him out on three social coaching sessions and he was telling me that he and he goes up to everyone at the parties. He's been going all sorts of dates lately. He's delighted wow. the party. Wow, really? Yeah. Very cool. And it, I mean, I it sounds cliche, but it is. It starts with loving yourself fully and completely. That's where it starts. And I always thought it sounded a cliche whenever people would say that, and it, it really wasn't until I went to this transformational retreat where I finally found out what self-love was or I found out why there's the cheese of it, why people like have that, why people keep saying it. Like I never understood. I understood it intellectually, but not emotionally. And one thing I thought of when you're we were talking about like are talking about ourselves is I, I had this, I gave this uh, challenge to Kyle once of uh, creating a relationship with yourself, like perfect relationship with yourself where if you're mean to yourself, remember I had Kyle, I had you do this. If uh, you're mean to yourself in a certain <laughs> situation, I I thought it was ridiculous, but I did this and it helps so much. Where have you ever had it where you're mean to yourself and you move on like you you weren't just really awful to yourself? <laughs> I once was so horrible to myself. After the fact, I was like, "Hey, Jeremy," I talked to him. I said, "Hey, Jeremy, I'm I'm so sorry. I said those really mean things to you earlier." I've just been struggling lately and going through it. I've been challenged and life has been hard and this has happened. I love you so much. And I'm so sorry that I was so mean to you earlier. And whoa, like I felt like a shit. Yeah. Body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of circling back to what we had talked about earlier, right? And kind of removing and like talking to yourself. I really, really like mm. that. Yeah. I Very went to cool. a, another retreat. <laughs> another yeah. Retreat we, 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 delved, we got into parts work and understanding the different parts of ourselves and um, not not avoiding bad moods and bad thoughts and just really understanding them and um, yes yes yes, turn, yes turning it in turning until I really appreciate you know you're trying to help me but the way you're doing is just destructive because any way we can you can kind of change your methods yes yes 100% an advocate for that and that kind of reminds me of my take on the ego and just realizing it's trying to help you. You don't need to necessarily vilify it. Just the way it goes about it isn't always constructive or helpful or beneficial. Okay, Jeremy, here is another question for you. So have you connected with strangers who have become friends, like good friends? Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> so tell me how you guys met. Tell me your story. Oh my God, you tell. You tell it better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Instagram. Instagram for the win. So We've never actually met in person. So how did that come about? Who contacted whom? What happened? I contact I, I contacted Kyle in the very beginning of his journey. I think he had like two or three hundred followers. <laughs> and I saw I saw he had a like the same stories as me, yeah. and he's kind of had the same mission. And I was like, oh, I need to be friends with him. Yeah. <laughs> My people. He even told me, follow me back. <laughs> 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 At the time, 
at the time had way more followers than him, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, be my friend, Kyle. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. So how do you guys work together now? Tell me about what you guys do together now and how that looks. Well, we do this podcast and we're working on a bunch of pro- programs and that's going to, we're going to launch in the future. Uh, we're doing one, we're going to do one on like confidence and I want to do some like speaking gigs. We're on the wait list actually for, <laughs> for like a life on fire type of online program that we're going to learn a bunch and take some power away, take, like and create programs for people to help other people who are dealing with what we dealt with and we're currently still dealing with from time to time actually i like it i really like what you guys are doing i love the whole idea behind it what is kind of the basis of your podcast what exactly do you guys discuss when you guys podcast so it's i mean basically we just talk about really mental health in general you know how to improve upon different technique strategies that type of thing. And then we also, you know, in the midst of that, you know, share our our own experiences with mental health that we're, you know, facing right now or stuff that we've gone through in the past. And it's uh, actually pretty unique, especially since we we both struggled with social anxiety in the past. And now we're running a podcast and, and we're both uh, two males, which there's a whole lot of uh, guys out there talking about mental health. Right. So, uh, which yeah. was refreshing so, uh, to see. Yeah, that you guys are diving into that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, are you guys ready for some rapid fire questions? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> and let's go Jeremy first and Kyle. What interests you most about people? It's just a it's an explosion of life when I meet someone new. Mm. Like for example, we have we live 365 days in a year and I say I meet someone who's 40 it's 40 times 365 days all those hours all those minutes so much life lived and then all of a sudden I our our paths reach each other and it's like an explosion of life it's beautiful I love it so what a poetic way to put that that's beautiful hey Kyle what about you I'd say just the curiosity aspects I think sometimes or at least for me personally I go into a room thinking everybody kind of thinks the same way as me. I'm really the only person who thinks the same way as me. (laughs) Different ways and perspectives, how people live and just how, you know, different everybody is just like me and, you know, Jeremy, we both struggled with social anxiety in the past. I'm more introverted, but he's actually more extroverted. So I mean, I think that's a cool dynamic, but that's that's similar password pretty a lot different too yeah definitely jeremy and then kyle again what is your best habit and what is your worst habit Hmm. well it's changed over the years but in the past when i was depressed i would go in my cave and isolate yeah so Um, easy to do yeah it's interesting it's kind of shifted some like i noticed sometimes when I'm in a bad place. I will sometimes even overreach out, and a lot of the times it's something that I could pro- I could do on my own. Like I am very into meditation. I am. I do gratitude. I am into really feeling the, the uncomfortable emotions and then letting it go. Yes. 
Um, so key, yes. Yeah. As far as bad habit, I think my worst habit is I'm just, to be honest, sometimes I'm just not consistent. Like mm-hmm. I will go long periods of meditating every single day and do my gratitude every single day. And then I'll think, oh, I'm good. I mean, yeah. everything's been so good lately. Yeah. And then I'll just stop meditating. I'll stop doing gratitude because I'll be in such a good place. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it'll, it'll come all back. It'll come back. Yeah. And it really is a muscle. It's like, For you don't sure. do all this work and then you're, and then you're good. You don't, <laughs> yeah. you don't get well, I'm really, good for really working buff. out for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm, my, my freaking biceps are great for five years ago working out. <laughs> yeah, such a good analogy for that. Definitely. What about you, Kyle? Kind of funny because I said me and Jeremy are very different. Um, so my <laughs> my my best uh, habit is consistency. That's what I was thinking. You and Yang, you guys are a good balance for yeah. each other. Yeah. And that's nice, too, that you guys work together and can offer different perspectives, too. Yeah, balance each other out. Yeah. Definitely valuable. Um, But, yeah, I'd say consistency is definitely my best one, or at least one of them. And then my worst one would probably be overthinking things Mm -hmm. to the Mm -hmm. point of overthinking so much that I procrastinate doing what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to you there. I know what that feels Me like. Me too. For I sure. totally that. <laughs> High fives all around. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> okay, you guys, what has been your favorite lesson? I put failure in quotes. So, what is your favorite failure or lesson? Oof. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think for me, it's a combination of 1% better every day. Ooh. And that one and I have so many (laughs) I've been at this this for a long time Uh, when I'm having a hard time I think um it's I'm doing the best I can yeah yeah just a big one for me I'm just saying I'm I'm doing the best I can yeah and even if like that my inner critic is like no you're not you're being lazy (laughs) just saying I'm doing the best I can over and over again I noticed that I will tend to just put more energy into improving because I have a belief that I'm doing the best I can. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. And also sometimes I'm just, I'm hurting, I'm struggling. I feel like I'm not doing enough. I should be doing more. And just saying to myself, I'm doing the best I can. Or even like taking Kyle's, <laughs> borrowing Kyle's to, hey, Jeremy, you're doing the best you can. Yeah. I love, I don't know if you guys know who uh, Tony Horton is, Beachbody P90X, all of that. Yeah. yeah i love his simple yet powerful affirmation do your best and forget the rest and it's so simple <laughs> but it's so true i say that to my kids all the time yes yes and god i've heard it because i've been doing his programs for years and years and years but the more i think about it just after all these years still the more it hits home and the more powerful it is do your best and forget the rest that's what you can do in all areas of your life, mm-hmm. that's what you can do. Do your best and forget the rest. Yeah. Kyle, what about you? What has been your favorite failure or lesson? Like learning opportunity, a time where you feel like you stumbled and you're grateful that it happened and you grew exponentially from it. Yeah. So I'd say coming right out of college, you know, I had my degree. I was like, all right, let's go. Let's get a job. Let's start, you know, making some money. Because I had one kid at the time. 
was like, I had a lot of pressure and I just like couldn't get anything. I could not get a job to save my life. I like just hit, hit like a wall and I didn't yeah. even know what to do. And I, I almost just gave up. Just like, yeah. I'm done. Like, I wasted my time doing this. I don't even, you know, know what to do. And I started playing this blame game where it was just like, it was, you know, it's this company's fault. Why do they not want to hire me? Or it was oh, so yeah. and so. And just, I, I finally realized that I had to take accountability for my own actions. And sometimes you just have to put, you know, your fate into your own hands. Sometimes you have to create and you know create what you want to have instead of just well i give up let's just see if something happens which never does i just had to go out there and do something about it yeah so you being a dad and you having little ones how many little ones do you have i have three three oh that's awesome so how do you help them along that self-love journey and helping them be mentally strong do you have like tips and tricks for parents and what you do to kind of bolster them up? Yeah. So I'd say it's like three main things. Uh, we do one minute meditations every morning and every like night before that. we go to bed. Yeah. Start them young. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine <laughs> starting meditating at like four and five years old? Oh man. And then when you're when you're up at like 25, like, yeah, it's, uh, it gives me good. Yeah, starting them young and then, yeah, have them 24, 25 and be as, yeah, 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 that'd be amazing. Yeah, uh, I'd say another thing is uh, we do a lot of self affirmations uh, before we go to bed. So we just I talk about like things that we want to, how we want to feel and all about while we're saying those things, having that elevated emotion. And one of the ones where it's always in there is I love myself. And it's uh, it's so funny. I got a video one of these days because they, they go wild with it. Like, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely got a video. I'll, I'll try to do it tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's not visual. <laughs> <laughs> it plays. And, and then just another thing is just uh, teaching them gratitude that's so hard to, to teach them to be like it doesn't really work if you just say be grateful or you need to be grateful and it's really just on me and I have to I have to express verbally that I, I'm grateful you know that I'm feeling gratitude in front of them because if I you know if I show them that action then they will mirror what I'm doing and so yeah. I, I find a lot more success from doing that instead of just saying you need to be grateful that you know you you know you have a bed to sleep in right said i just try to mirror that for them yeah absolutely modeling is the way to go i'm not a parent so this is just me talking as a non-parent but i do have a niece <laughs> and just have been around kids in general and i've been a kid myself and i know how much more powerful it is when you see it modeled for you instead of people so talking tell. at you yes Yes. I, just, I literally, it's a realization I just had. Um, huh. Yesterday, I was teaching these kids English or doing, or writing sentences. And I remember at the beginning, I said, all right, have fun with making these sentences. Don't do it just to do it. And I realized, because because I'm, I know when I have fun teaching, I just, it's just such a better experience overall yeah. for anything. Yeah, yeah. But teaching specifically. I went on the board and I wrote like the most intricate 
hilarious sentence. And then I had five crocodiles, and the crocodiles were really big, and they had a yes. weird face. And I was just having the most fun ever. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed they all did it. They all had fun making sentences. Yeah, and I feel like you blazed the path for them too, you know? And then that energy is infectious. And then, yeah, just modeled for them having fun with it. Yeah, and then they really <laughs> feed off of that. Well, I love what you guys are doing. And thank you so much for coming on. I do have one last question for you guys. What is your message to the world? I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my message is that we should take our mental health just as serious as our physical health. Heard that. Yes, absolutely. 100% all the way. Yes. Jeremy, what about you? It's like, I have so many. Like, how do I just <laughs> put into one? <laughs> and you can do top um, three, too. <laughs> uh, I think it's the dynamic of we're all beautiful puzzle pieces to the larger puzzle. Ooh, yeah. uh, embrace the, the beautiful piece to the puzzle that you are yeah yeah that's a good note to end on thank you again for coming on you guys are awesome where can people find you uh instagram i'm social anxiety kyle go jeremy i'm, I'm jeremy talks to strangers and we have a podcast on all podcast platforms the social ninjas hi yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sweet. And I'll put those in the show notes. And thank you guys again. Thanks everybody for listening. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you.